Hi there, Working Homeschool Mom. This is Charlotte from Charlotte Jones 24-7 and My Little Homeschool. And this is episode number 77 of the Striker Balance podcast for Working Homeschool Moms. Today's topic is something that I'm assuming most of us struggle with, and that is meal times and chores. And I have Kelly Briggs from Simple Home Mom on as a guest. This is the second time that she's appeared on the show, and I always love talking to her because she has a very simple, uncomplicated way of looking at chores and how to manage your home. So it's a fantastic episode. She shares lots of tips and strategies for making meal times and chores more manageable. But before we get to the episode, I'd be ever so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It just means that more working homeschool moms find it. And in that way, we can support each other. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to the Striker Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. This is Charlotte Jones. I'm a homeschool coach and homeschooling mom of twin boys. I know it can feel really overwhelming to keep all the balls in the air all the time. So each week I chat about tips and strategies for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom that you can implement in your life too. I also speak to awesome and inspiring women who manage to juggle homeschooling and work successfully and find out what their secrets are. Be sure to check out my time audit and mindset challenges the show notes and sign up to my newsletter for lots of cool freebies. And if you ever need to chat, please book in a session with me. I'm so excited for you to be here and I hope you'll get so much value out of this episode. So let's get started. Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, I'm thrilled to introduce our favorite math curriculum to you. CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review, the lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way and not to a test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach means having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with a practical assessment. This three-pronged attack makes learning so much easier and more effective. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results, and ones who were doing okay before are now doing brilliantly. Visit ctcmath.com today to start your free trial. CTC Maths is generously offering my listeners an amazing special. Go to www.ctcmath.com forward slash MLH to get a half price discount plus a bonus six months for free. That's ctcmath.com forward slash MLH. Today, I'm very excited to welcome one of my first guests back onto the podcast. Kelly Briggs is from Nova Scotia, Canada, and has four children under 12. She's a past elementary teacher turned homeschool mom and home management coach. She teaches overwhelmed moms how to keep home management simple with a focus on planning routines and chores. And if you've been following me for even two minutes, you'll know I absolutely love this topic. Welcome back to the podcast, Kelly. I'm so happy to chat to you again today. Thanks for having me back, Charlotte. 
So today we're going to be talking about simplifying meals and chores, which can be a huge issue for us working homeschool moms. So let's maybe start by looking at meals or mealtime. What are some tips you can give working homeschool moms who feel overwhelmed by mealtime? So, I mean, the basic tip would be to keep it simple. And um, what that looks like for us is that eventually over the years, I realized I have three meals to figure out a day. So I was like, if I can simplify and streamline breakfast and lunch, then I can be a little bit more creative with supper time. So we literally pretty much almost always have the same breakfast and lunches with variations. That might not work for another person's family, but whatever is simple to you. So if it's like, you know, making toast or whatever is easiest and simplest is the best thing to do for meals I've found. And I know you often talk about the picky meal, which I love. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. What does that actually, how does it help and what does that entail? So for lunches, we do picky plates and basically it's a plate of finger foods and I use like a list of like recommended foods for each category and then just put it together based on that. So I make sure that we have a balance of everything too, like fruit and vegetables, grains, like, you know, pita, whole wheat, cheese and, you know, healthy fats. There's going to be nuts on there usually. And that's what we do for a lot of our lunches. And it's also a really great way to use up leftovers. So I love using that. That's the picky plates. I share those periodically in my stories too for some inspiration and for breakfast too. I do, we do breakfast buffets where we just have like a variety of ingredients that I put out on the counter and the kids make their own concoctions based on those ingredients. I only have to make like my youngest, she's three turning four. So I have to make hers, but everybody else kind of just makes their own thing, you know, like oatmeal and berries and peanut butter, a little bit of milk or whatever. And I make similar for myself too, usually adding like seeds and stuff that the kids don't like, but that's what we do for breakfast and lunch. And it just helps so much. I don't have to think about it. I do have to chop stuff usually, for lunches and, you know, grab out the stuff for breakfast, but it just makes it so much easier. So I only have to really think about supper or plan supper. And then in terms of dinner or supper, what are some tips that you can give for making that simpler? Um, so the biggest tip that I, I like to share is like themes. Theme nights really seem to help people. That's a great place to start because then you can kind of like base your meals around that. And it also gives you some flexibility. So say if you have like a taco night on Tuesday, a lot of people do taco night. They, you could do, you know, taco nachos or taco bowls or lentil tacos. You know, you can be creative with it. And some weeks we have actual tacos. Sometimes we don't. But I kind of keep that in mind. Okay, taco bowls on Tuesday. These are the ingredients we use. So working around theme nights can be really helpful and also really um, helpful to kids too, because, you know, most kids liked predictability. They like to know what's for supper. So then there's also less resistance. I found I have a couple picky eaters in our family, but at least they know what's for supper and what to expect. And also I know if I'm going to have some resistance so I can kind of <laughs> make some modifications if needed. And then obviously something that a lot of homeschool moms discover when they start is that kids can snack constantly. How do you kind of manage that constant desire to snack? 
Um, so I really, a couple of things here is I really focus on making sure they have healthy fats and like protein with most of their meals, because those are, those are the things that are going to make us full and adults too. Right. So if they're feeling snacky, I know they probably didn't eat enough for breakfast or like lunch. And also the teenage years, I know we get snacky during our teenage years. So if my kids are snacky, like the older one who's 12, I'll be like, you can, it's the same kinds of foods as the picky plates. I'll be like, you can have a handful of nuts or you can have a banana or you can have some vegetables. Like it's already kind of there and prepped anyways. But I try to be mindful of the time because I don't want them like, eating right before supper or whatnot. But sometimes in the afternoons, like my seven-year-old gets really snacky. So I'll offer him, you know, a few of those things or leftovers from his lunch. Once in a while, popcorn too, if I feel like making it, they love popcorn. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. Popcorn is always a really, really good snack. Definitely better than chips because obviously everybody loves chips too much, I think. And they are definitely not very healthy. (laughs) Well, they're also not filling either, right? You eat them and you're like, I'm still hungry. (laughs) Like, you know, not long after. Exactly. Empty calories though, aren't they? Okay. So that's mealtime. And then what about chores? Because that's also something that obviously always has to be done, irrespective of how much work you have to do, how much homeschooling you have to do. And they can definitely cause loads of overwhelm. How can working homeschool moms cope with all the things that need to be done in the home? Oh my goodness. I think like, over a period of, you know, many years of being home, I've just learned ways to like, it's more of like a mental block thing because (laughs) I used to have the, you know, mindset of like, I have to have everything like caught up with and perfect by the end of the day or the end of the week. And, you know, over the years, I realized I can't do that. I can't do that if I'm working and homeschooling and all the other things like being out of the house, like for homeschooling co-op or something. So We really focus on the priority stuff day to day, like make sure the dishes are done, make sure the laundry's on, you know, do pickups here and there and like all that extra stuff, you know, like tidying up or whatnot, we kind of block plan that, you know, if we have somebody coming over, we'll do a quick tidy up. We also do like a bit of tidying in our bedrooms every morning during our morning routine, even if it's like one task, like put your clothes away. And I assign that for all of us every morning, like I'll say to myself, okay, I'm going to put our clothes away in my bedroom. And like, Theo, you can put away your workshop stuff in your in the basement. So we kind of just build it into our day. But also we're not aiming for perfection here. We're just aiming to keep moving, taking care of the home, doing chores, Um, but like weaving it in naturally instead of me feeling like I have to like get everything done all at once. It's really important to have like those routines too, so that you know when you're going to turn on the laundry, you know when you're going to unload the dishwasher. Like for laundry, for instance, I throw on a load every morning before we like have breakfast and it just gets done and I don't have to think about it. And like bath night, I usually uh, clean the bathroom or at least some of it. So it's just like, oh, it's bath night. I know what I have to do on bath night because otherwise I wouldn't probably do it or like get overwhelmed and not do it because I'm overwhelmed. If you know what I mean? Like we can get so distracted by all the stuff we have to do. It's just, it's a lot, right? But also like embracing that it's never going to be perfect, but there are ways to keep moving forward. That's going to work for our season of life. 
And based on your Instagram, it seems like your kids, I mean, I see them vacuuming, I see them cleaning and stuff. How do you get the kids to be involved without a struggle? Because for me, that's a really big issue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's with all all of us, right? Like even adults, there's always going to be struggle now and then. I mean, sometimes there isn't, right? Like sometimes we want to clean and tidy and stuff and sometimes we don't. So just like our kids, really the best thing is just to like normalize it and have it all like what I said, like built into routines and habits so they can kind of practice them. And even with that, like even with like, hey kids, every morning you make your bed, you open your curtains, you do one chore that I give you. It's still every morning, sometimes, you know, resistance, but it's okay. Like, it's just like, well, you still have to do that before breakfast. Like I'm doing my chore too. And yeah, I mean, it varies per day and task. (laughs) I would say too, you know, depending on the day, depending on moods, depending on energy levels. And again, that's the same as us, us adults. It's like good to remind ourselves of that, of like kids are, are humans too, right? And they feel up and down and like, And sometimes my kids are really motivated to do a bunch of cleaning or tidying. And sometimes they just want to play and make disasters all day. But it's just coming back to it over and over and not like giving up, if you know what I mean, because it's all about like teaching those habits and like trying to be encouraging too. And I try to be as encouraging as I can, but of course I'm human as well. And sometimes I'm annoyed and I'm annoyed by the mess. And that's when I have a strategy to keep me sane with the mess is like my go back baskets, you know, like I'll throw stuff in the baskets and like, I'm going to sort this and get the kids to tidy this up at a later date. But for right now, this is helping me keep sane. (laughs) That's a really good strategy is the basket because yeah, it can really help. I think with a, a very quick cleanup. Yes. It feels like you've accomplished something. And then obviously, like you said, you can do it at a later date. I think that's a really good strategy. Exactly. That's especially good on like days when your kids are just, you know, not, they don't have the motivation or they're tired or whatever, but you still want to tidy up because, you know, I like, you know, most of us like it tidy, right? So, hey, it's good to have that backup strategy. Sure, absolutely. And so this is a question I did ask you when we did our initial episode. And maybe you could revisit it a little bit, because I think it's uh, always something that obviously this audience is interested in. What are some of the ways that you juggle working and homeschooling? So I would say the biggest thing that I do to juggle both is that I set aside certain times to focus on work and certain times to homeschool. Um, and try not to overlap them too much. Uh, because, you know, it's just so much easier to focus on one and then move into the other. So that is whenever that is when my kids were younger, like I did most of my work in the evenings, and sometimes at nap times, we don't have naps here right now, or anymore. So I do get some work done at quiet time in the afternoon, and the kids have quiet time, and then they read and watch shows or whatnot. So I'll usually get some work done there. But it's an expected time of the day for myself and the kids. The kids know that I work, they're used to it. And of course, sometimes I have to do, I usually only work Monday to Friday, but sometimes I've got backlog like today. So I got some work on done on a Saturday, Saturday morning, and the kids were kind of just doing stuff with my husband around the house. Yeah, it does take some creativity sometimes. Yes, that's a really good point, I think, is the creative scheduling aspect of juggling, because I think you really need to 
leave the idea about what it looks like, what work looks like, what learning looks like, that they don't happen have to happen at very particular hours in the day, but that they can happen at whatever time suits your family. Yes. And sometimes that varies per day. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I think also that's the thing with homeschooling. You can really lean into the flexibility, I think, which is why we love homeschooling, right? I mean, that's why I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can tell us if there's anything you've been working on, anything you're excited to share, and where can people connect with you? Sure. So the best place to connect with me is Instagram. My handle's at Simple Home Mom. I also have a website, but of course, I hang out the most on Instagram. I would say uh, the biggest thing that I'm working on that I would love to share is really just my whole printable shop. I um, Really, the last year, I've been really putting down a focus on getting more resources out there and like planners and just things that are going to be helpful for um, moms or parents that, you know, they would just want to get more organized in their home and they want to like have a way to like plan it, but also not become overwhelmed. So that's a lot of my focus and everything that I create for um, parents, not just homeschool moms, of course, it could be helpful for anybody, but yeah, so that's what I share. Yes, I really love the planners that you share because they are really, really simple because I think sometimes planning itself can become overwhelming if you just, if you try and complicate it. So like, even though you're trying to simplify, you actually make it more complex. Exactly. Like giant to-do lists. I used to do that as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. So the simplicity in planning is, is so, yeah, so important, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today, Kelly. I know you're very busy, so I really appreciate the spending some time with me today. And thank you for sharing some tips and strategies for making mealtime and chores more simple. You're welcome. I hope they're helpful. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Drop me a DM on Instagram or post on the Working Homeschool Mom support group over on Facebook. And let me know what resonated the most with you. It would also be great if you could rate, review and subscribe or share the podcast with a working homeschool mom who might need it. It's my mission to support as many working homeschool moms as possible. Until next time, take care 